Oops. Say again. I have, I mean, people desire things all the time and then um, have big goals and things that they want to do. I mean, myself included, you know, there's lots of stuff I want to do still. So if, if I also, if I like know that when I do things uh, or when I like something, I'm clinging to it, how do I enjoy my life? all like just all all like just enjoy the things i'm doing you know uh, or accept the things that i'm doing while um while knowing that if i cling or desire i'm hurting myself well the desires are almost always not being fulfilled right now that in fact that's wisdom is to start um liking and wanting things that are easily available and stop wanting things that are difficult far away or impossible hmm. yeah One of the examples that I use would be about a beverage. If you want a particular beverage that's hard to find, you got a lot of work to do before you get it. The example that I use, you could use any famous um, whiskey, like Black Dan uh, Johnny Walker Black would be an example, okay? And we've got water right here. If I'm thirsty, I can get water right now. Got no problem. But if I got Johnny Walker Black on the mind, there's none of it here at the house, so I have to go travel down to Tong Sala to get it. Guess what? Stores don't have it there either. In fact, possibly the only place that I can get it would be to go all the way to Bangkok. Now we're on the plane, we're traveling, we got the end of the city, et cetera, like that. We start going around visiting whiskey stores, liquor stores, and guess what? Nobody's got it. Look how much frustration that goes into that simply because it's Johnny Walker Black that we've got on the mind. And in fact, 10,000 different things would have been an easy enough substitute. But when we want something, we get it in the mind that, oh, I've got to have it, and I'd be better off with it. And in fact, that thing that we want may not even be good for us anyway. So start figuring out what you want that's easy enough to get so that you can be satisfied easy enough instead of wanting things that are hard to get. Yeah. Now, this society that you're in, the Western society, is all messed up like that. It's based on greed. It's based on capitalism. It's based on the idea of more is better in all respects, where, in fact, almost always, more and more and more winds up being too much. Hmm. 
And so it goes over the top. The dam breaks. The swimming pool burst open. And then we've lost it. Okay, why? Because we wanted more and more and more and more. Yeah, I I can definitely see that a lot. I mean, I think the way that it's represented is something as simple as like food. Because I've noticed that when I'm eating sugary cereal, right, it's made to be so damn like sugary that it it's like you can't eat just one bite you know because they make it so that you need to have more to and like then you're just never satisfied with it because mm-hmm. they want you to be want you to buy more well um our culture is also impressed with numbers such that things are not enough. We're impressed by how many languages a person speaks. We're impressed with um, how long two people have been married. We're impressed with, um, let us say, a million dollars is impressive, but a billion dollars is more impressive and a trillion dollars is more impressive. Right? We just keep looking bigger and bigger and bigger without recognizing when ever is it going to be enough because the impressive keeps us driving, keeps us going. We've never gotten there. We've never arrived. Yeah. We're not at home. It's weird. I think uh, the reason why why this suit the... Or why I kind of got thought about this is like, well, I have like, like, you know, like a a dream or like a long term desire, I guess, or a goal of like maybe performing music on a stage somewhere. And I'm going to be like, that moment's going to be like amazing, you know, like that kind of a thing. And guess what? This moment, if you let it, would be amazing. Why do you have to go set stuff up with a stage and a great big audience and fans and all of that kind of stuff in order to feel amazing? <laughs> exactly. And would That's three fans do or would five fans be better? <laughs> How about 50 fans, maybe 5,000 fans? Okay, look at those numbers go up and we get more. But what about your amazing feeling? Would 50 people make you feel amazed? How about 500 people? How about 5,000 people at your concert to make you feel amazed? How about 50,000 people at your concert? The amazement doesn't go up with the numbers. You don't feel 10 times amazed. And so basically what we're saying is, is that our society has got us into the intellectual trap of thinking more is better. Yeah. And when is ever enough enough? I mean, can't this moment be enough? This is a good enough moment. This is good enough is is slowly becoming one of my favorite phrases. 
Yeah, this is good enough. Why should we ask for anything more? Well, we're in the habit of doing that. That's why. Yeah. We start that habit when we were a child. We pick that habit up from the adults around us. And in fact, when you were a little kid, your mommy and your daddy both were not satisfied. They always wanted more, and you picked up on that. With the idea, oh, this is how I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed to be dissatisfied with what I've got, and I'm supposed to get more and more and more and more. Because that's what everybody around me is doing. Hmm. And then that gets entrenched, and here you are thinking about things, and everything you think about, it always has the quality of more, more, more. Yeah. When I sit down to practice, I'm trying to make it more like, well, for sure, getting away from all that, because that's a whole lot of dukkha. I'm trying to, like, learn to let go, you know? So let go of wanting more. Let go of the wanting of the things that you can't have or are going to be really difficult to get. <sighs> so there are millions of kids and I say kid advisedly, let's say anybody between the age of 12 and 30. So all the kids like music. They think about music. They go rocking with the music. They see rock stars and they say, I want to be a rock star. I want to have a big audience. I want fans, right? Okay. How many rock stars are there at any one time? Like none. Maybe five. Hmm? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe a band uh, has, fifth, uh, let us say, five or six members, and maybe there's five or six bands. I mean, off in history, we, there's a few of them that we remember, like Queen, ABBA, um, Jefferson Airplane. Beatles, those kind of groups. But at any particular one time, there's only a few of them that are, let us say, the most popular. So out of 10, maybe 20 million people who want to be a rock star, only about 10 or 20 of them actually become a rock star. And all of those other millions of people wind up being disappointed. So how much success and how much disappointment is there then? That in fact, those rock stars may in fact not even be uh, feeling satisfied. They want more. They don't feel good, so they want to do drugs. That in fact, almost all of the rock stars wind up as a tragic end. The same thing is true with movie stars. 
many of the movie stars wind up in a tragic end even though they wanted to be a movie star they became a movie star and they were still dissatisfied sure they got the thrill from time to time that exhilaration that excitement but most of the time people spend in dissatisfaction even when they're successful and get the things that they wanted they were dissatisfied when they were uh, wanting it they were being dissatisfied when they were working really hard to try to get it they were dissatisfied when they pulled strings did underhanded things and hurt people then they got what they wanted and they had some small amount of uh, joy for it but then there was trying to keep it together and now there's more dukkha there's more dissatisfaction when it comes to practicing, right? Because it's like, it's become easier for me to kind of notice when I'm actually desiring things and when, like, I'm thinking about something that isn't the pre- the present moment. Uh, it sort of, wait, what was I going to say? Um, when practicing, can you, can you be doing something and, like, you can enjoy something without wanting more of it, can't you? Like, if I wanted, if I'm like playing tennis, I'm like, you know what? I feel great. I'm moving around, playing, like, swinging the racket. Like, then if the practice is to be satisfied with the moment, right? Essentially, kind of. Ah, crap. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking on a tangent, but the point is here now, like, I can become satisfied just because I'm I'm here, I'm alive, you know. Yeah, you can be satisfied even right now. All you have to do is stop thinking about the things that you want and start thinking about the things you've already got. That's true. Yeah. I do have a lot of I mean, I have a shelter, I have a nice bed, got everything I need right here. I've got water and food. Mm-hmm. So this is the way that we practice, is by recognizing that we've gotten ourselves into a state of wanting something that we don't have, and say, oh, never mind, let me look at the kinds of things that I do have. Let me be satisfied right now. Yeah, spending time imagining, like, the life that you want is also, like, it's, like, missing, it is missing the stuff that you do have. Mm-hmm. That, in fact, the life that you have right now was the life that you wanted at one time and were unhappy with it. And now that you've got this life, you're still unhappy with it because you want something new for your life. Instead of giving yourself a congratulations, here you are. This is good enough. And not only that, but when we want things that we don't have, we often do things to get it that we don't want to do.
that some of the music that was, um, let us say, became a, a hit. There was a lot of work, sometimes a lot of arguments and a lot of fights about it. There's a movie about uh, Bohemian, the name of it is Bohemian Rhapsody. It was about that uh, song that Queen did. And it's a whole movie about being dissatisfied. The music itself is quite nice. It's a very popular song. Many, many people like that one. But to put it together was a lot of work, a lot of dissatisfaction, and even the getting of the song. In fact, uh, they couldn't even get a um, an agent to sponsor them. And they had to do take after take after take after take after take. It was a whole lot of work and a whole lot of dissatisfaction. And guess what? The world would have been just okay without that piece of music, Bohemian Rhapsody. As popular as it is, if it never existed, the world wouldn't be any different than it is now. But dozens of people spent many, many months in absolute misery trying to get that thing done. Yeah. Uh, I. Uh... <sighs> and to think that we don't have to go working so hard. We can take things one moment at a time, one day at a time, whatever happens, we can handle this. That's exactly that's uh, that's exactly the attitude that I want to have. You know, it's just. One um, cultivate success at a time instead of instead of wanting it, say, okay, I can do that right now. You have to practice being in that state, not practice wanting that state. Practicing wanting that state is just the same old thing you've been doing all along. Wanting something you don't have instead of saying, never mind, I'm okay right now. I can handle this moment. Yeah, just the next like minute, just the next five minutes, you know, if I can feel satisfied now I'm there I don't need anything else yeah now is good enough I need uh, no wait isn't that another form of desire I was just thinking to myself ah I should practice like I should be practicing like six times per day like I need to do this a lot more but I I already am doing pretty good because I've I've been staying around it I just Ah, but can you, instead of making plans about doing it later, can you remember to do it right now? Yeah. And then whenever the pops up, I can be like, oh, I don't have to think about that. I can just do it now. Uh Uh-huh. Now, the Buddha was really, really big on isolation. Or maybe not isolation. He used the the word that's commonly used as seclusion. That's what the word retreat is actually supposed to mean, is to go off on your own. And he recommends going to the forest, going to a, um, sitting under a tree, going to an empty hut, 
an empty room doesn't mean empty of furniture, it means empty of people. Or to a pile of straw. But the point is, is to get away from other people. Why is that? Is because other people are out there wanting stuff. And it's better to get away from all of those people who are wanting stuff so that you can practice not wanting stuff all on your own. So any time that you're alone, and actually people spend quite a lot of time alone, many people more than even than they want to. But any time that you're alone, that's an excellent moment right then and there to just remember that it's okay to be satisfied. You can take a deep breath and says, yeah, this is okay. Right now is a whole lot better than sitting here wanting something and not getting it right now. It is, yeah. Now, one of the bad habits that uh, Western Buddhism has fallen into is the idea of, oh, you're supposed to practice meditation for a long period of time, one hour, two hours, three hours. And in fact, the mind gets really tired it's better to keep the mind fresh and practice when it's fresh. Practice for short periods of time, really often. How often? As often as you can remember. And so we can set little anchors to help us um, uh, do that. Um, I would say that if we're going to use an alarm clock, let's use the alarm clock to remember to start practice rather than using the alarm clock to start to end practice. Waiting for the bell to ring is one of the biggest distractions that meditators have. Oh, I've got to sit here until the bell rings. And so they sit there dissatisfied. So. And so. So when the thought, oh, I want the bell to ring, you can change that immediately. Remember, oh, I want the bell to ring means that right now is a good opportunity to really be happy right this very minute and remain happy until the bell rings. And then it doesn't matter whether the bell rung or not, I can still be happy. So actually the bell becomes irrelevant, but for many Western meditators, that bell ringing is a great deal source of dukkha. Because they're wanting to sit very, very long time. The other side of that is, is that when we remember to practice, that we Oh, I wasn't remembering the practice. How bad I am. I'm not good because I had forgotten to practice. But when we're having those thoughts, we're still not practicing correctly. The right thing to do is when you remember to practice, okay, I can practice now. Never mind what happened 10 minutes or an hour or two days or whatever. Right now I can remember to be good, to feel good. To be satisfied. I've always thought of it. Yeah, one thing is there are times when I'm like 
desiring well i don't know if it's a desire yeah it is a desire it's sort of a desire of like wanting deeper practice sort of like because but it would be better to just keep if i just keep coming back to it like for only five to ten minutes that's a hell of a lot easier to do for me right now than it would be to try and sit and focus and feel good for like an hour right that's right okay you can do reps with uh two kilograms two kilograms starting two kilograms like five pounds is pretty heavy but you can do reps with two kilograms but you can't do it for an hour you can't do it for 10 minutes but you can do it for for one minute so this is the way that we would practice is, is that short periods of time often is much better than long sessions where we wear ourselves out and get into a state of discomfort and, and dissatisfaction. Thinking that we want something out of the meditation and what we really want out of the practice of meditation is to be comfortable, satisfied right now. That's what we should be practicing, not um, making goals for ourselves about long sitting times. So rearranging the whole way of doing it. Because a lot of people want to practice meditation in order to get something later. Because that's in fact the way that we lived our whole lives. I mean, we started it in the first grade. Learn your ABCs, learn your one, two, threes. And the kid says, why? Why should I learn to read? Or why should I learn the ABCs? And the answer is so you can read. Why should I learn to read? So you can do this, that, and the other thing. Why should I want to do any of that kind of stuff? But no, the child is convinced that you got to delay your gratification. And so here you have a whole civilization of people who are never getting their gratification. It's always been delayed. And so they come to meditation and they delay their gratification with meditation, thinking they've got to put in the hours. And the real practice of Anapanasati is to come to that state of feeling gratification right now. That's right. And staying in that state of gratification. We don't have to do anything to feel. That's the mistake we make. We think, oh, I've got to do something in order to feel like this. No, you can just feel like that directly. Thanks. It's helpful. It takes a while to remember sometimes, but when I do, mm-hmm. it's worth it when I can. Never mind. Mm -hmm. Never mind. Start again. I can be satisfied again. All we have to do is remember to look at the fact that we're dissatisfied, to look at what we're doing, to look at the kind of thoughts that we're having, and to say, hey, I can be satisfied right now anyway. We have to make that change. We have to make the effort. We have to pay attention to take the right effort to say i'm okay right now everything is all right right now 
Yeah. Everything's okay. Right now, everything's all right. This practice has been very helpful for my attitude because now I know that I can, like, like, I've been trying to just slowly but surely, like, it's one step at a time, right? That's how I want to live my life. It's like when I get up in the morning, get out of bed, like, that's a, a time to celebrate and, like, really congratulate myself. Even though most people aren't doing that, they're just getting up and hating it. But I'm like, I I can feel really good about this, you know? Like, I got out of bed, like, like I, I'm, I, I do think, yeah. Uh-huh. That's what I think is just, like, important, I think. I'm, I'm glad I uh, found this. You can do it. That's what you're telling me. You can do it. That's the attitude that we're looking for. The attitude of, yeah, I can be, I can feel good. I can be all right. It's easy. It's actually easy, but we're not used to doing it. We're used to doing something else. And that's so why we have to keep changing back from that old pattern, that old habit of wanting things we don't have. Remember, oh, I can be satisfied right now. I don't have to be a rock star to be happy. Oh, I had that thought again. I was like, oh, I can't wait to go practice that. And then it's like, oh, wait, no, I don't really need to have that right now. I'm right here in my bed. I'm fine. I'm perfectly fine. <laughs> Yeah, everything right now is perfectly fine. You don't have to plan to go practice for things to be perfectly fine. They're perfectly fine already, right now. All right. I don't know if I have anything else to ask about, but thank you for thank you for answering that. This call. has been great. Yeah, I, I like it when you smile. <laughs> Thank you. Sure, showing that you're getting something out of it. Okay, Avery, we'll, we'll finish this call now, and congratulations. Thank you. You can't do this. You can't oh. do this. Uh, it. Uh, I was worried about you like a week, ago, a few weeks, a few days ago, maybe a week ago, because I. Or did you got a hip injury of some sort? I don't know. It's not that. an injury. It's um, a chronic. That's sitting up on the on a chair um, for many hours, giving hip pain. So I need to relieve that. Not spending so much time on the computer. Uh, I'll get well soon. Okay, Everything's well going to be all right. Yeah. Pardon? Oh, I was thinking, well, get well now, actually, <laughs> instead of get well soon. Cause, All right. Well, have a great one. Okay, we'll see you later, Avery. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye.